Good evening. We meet tonight together to remember Jesus' great sacrifice. Remember that although he had to die, it wasn't for no reason, it was for the reason. The reason he had come, his time had come. His reason was to glorify God in completing his plan and fulfilling the scriptures. And it was for you. It was for me, all those who confess Jesus as Lord and seek the redemption he gracefully gives. Only his broken and pierced body, his blood shed, could reverse the curse of sin and provide us with a path to life, eternal life with God. As we remember this tonight, we're to take the bread and cup together in communion. But first, I'd like to read some scripture and share a few words with you all. Tonight's focus is upon remembering him, his sacrifice. But as we do this, I want to also explore the question of, why is Good Friday good? And is it appropriate to say we celebrate? Many of you may have the same question in your mind as we come upon this day each year. Why do we call it Good Friday? Is it okay to say we celebrate this day? In fact, just this morning on the radio, I heard somebody say, it's Good Friday. Then the, the secondary DJ, the extra person said, cool, cool. Is it okay to act that way? Well, please listen as, as I read from Mark 15, 33 to 39, which says, And when the sixth hour had come, there was darkness upon all the earth until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried loudly, loudly Eloi, Eloi, Mato Sabachuni, which means, Oh my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Why have you forsaken me, depending on your translation? And some of the passers-by who hear him, heard him, said, Behold, he is calling Elijah. Behold, he is calling Elijah. And someone ran and filled a sponge with bitter wine, put it on a, a cane, and gave it to him to drink, saying, Let us wait. Let us see if Elijah will come to bring it down. And Jesus cast a loud cry and breathed his last. And the curtain of the temple was broken in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion who stood before him saw that in this way he breathed his last, he said, truly, this man was the son of God. Let me repeat these words once again of the Roman centurion who stood before him. And when Jesus breathed his last, said, truly, this man was the son of God. In John 19, 28 to 30, we read more of Jesus' last moment saying, After this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said to fulfill the scriptures, I thirst. A jar full of sour wine stood there, so they put a sponge full of sour wine on a hyssop branch and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. It is finished. It is done. The work set before me has been completed, if I could add to it. And at this moment, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. So why is Good Friday good? And is it appropriate to say we celebrate? Yes. Yes. Good Friday is good, and yes, we celebrate. 
Because we celebrate him. We remember him. We celebrate and remember his great sacrifice, his great offering of love and peace restored through his sacrifice. He reconciled us to God the Father. He was the atonement that we needed, the substitutionary atonement that we needed. That simply means he did this for us. He did this in our place. But although we celebrate Good Friday is good, although we say we celebrate this, it does not mean that Good Friday is not hard, and it should be. For we remember the body of Jesus hanging upon a cross, suffering, dying, hungry for food and drink, hungry for oxygen. We remember scripture accounts of the sinless, the blameless Jesus being tortured, whipped, flogged, scourged. Blameless Jesus being tortured, whipped, flogged, scourged. 40 minus 1, because they wanted him to survive it, to get to the cross. Remember his flesh being shattered, blasphemy and taunts of mockery all around him. Remember his body being on display as an act of humiliation. And Mark 10, 34 tells us that they would mock him and spit on him, whip him and kill him. They did this to our Jesus. He took it for us. This is what we remember. And yes, it's hard to hear. It's hard to picture. It's hard to watch if you've watched movies like The Passion of the Christ. But he did this to fulfill the scriptures, to glorify God and to restore, to reconcile peace with us and the Father God in heaven. To redeem us of our sins forever. If you confess Jesus is Lord and follow after him. Repenting of your sins. We also remember Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, disciples falling asleep around him and one of his own betraying him and leading a mob to arrest him, all for, some, all for a few coins. All this. But Jesus would continue on to fulfill the scriptures and our greatest need, our redemption. Jesus was in full control and he still went to the cross. This is what we remember. This is what we celebrate. This is why Good Friday is good. Good Friday is good, and yes, we should celebrate because Jesus did all this so that you would not have to. Jesus did all this so that you would not have to. We celebrate him. We celebrate him. We celebrate his saving actions he is what we needed. His blood and body would be sacrificed as an offering, as a new and lasting lamb of Passover to save us from sin and wash away the curse of bondage forever, to remove the chains, the yoke, the slavery to sin. Good Friday is good and should be remembered and celebrated because we know it was not the end of Jesus. It is simply the starting point towards what would come Sunday, the resurrection, which brings victory from sin. A new life, a life filled with hope and peace into our lives. We needed the cross. We needed Jesus. We can celebrate for Jesus went to the cross and defeated it. And three days later, he would raise from the tomb. Nothing could stop Sunday from coming. The second part of Mark 10:34 says that three days later, he will rise. Death couldn't hold him. 
And because of him, sin cannot hold on to us either. Let me say that again. Death could not hold him. He was victorious over death and our sin. And because of him, sin no longer holds us. We know the result of Jesus' sacrifice. We know the good news. Trust in him tonight. Trust in him with all your days. Confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. This is the good news, the gospel. This is Good Friday. And yes, we celebrate for we celebrate him. Let me repeat that once again. This is the good news, the gospel. This is Good Friday. And yes, we celebrate for we celebrate him. The greatest man in history made the greatest sacrifice and we are blessed by it with eternal blessings. But it doesn't end in pain, his sacrifice. It doesn't end in suffering, his sacrifice. He cries out, it is finished. It ends in victory. And a few days later, an empty tomb. With those glorious words, it is finished, we recognize that he took the full punishment of our sins in our place. Finished were the sufferings of Christ and finished was the strength or dominion of Satan over humanity and finished was the bondage of sin to mankind. 1 Peter 2.24 tells us he himself carried our sins in his body upon the tree that we may die to sins and live for righteousness. By their wounds, we have been healed. God sent his son Jesus to show a sinful world his love. And John 3.16 says that God loved the world so much that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. The Son of God lived and died and would rise for us. His name is Jesus. Do you celebrate him? Are you his? We should celebrate him. Celebrate him. Remember him and celebrate him together now as we take communion together tonight. Before we do this, let's bow our heads and pray. Lord, we thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you for sending him for the world that we might not die, but have everlasting life. We might repent of our sins, turn away from sin, seek your forgiveness and redemption through the body, blood of Jesus, through the cross, through his actions, his great offering, his great sacrifice, and through his victory over not just the cross, but the grave as well and death. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for Jesus. We celebrate him. We remember him together tonight now. Amen. Here in a few moments, we'll be taking communion together. Right now is the pre-recorded service. So we're not doing it now, but I do encourage you at home to either tune in for the live stream or do this with your family. In 1 Corinthians eleven twenty-three to 29, we read that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, saying the cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then, and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body, eats and drinks judgment on himself. 
In the bread, remember Jesus' body hanging upon that cross. Remember his body being broken, his body being whipped, his body being flogged, scourged, him being mocked. Remember him going all the way to death and raising again for our sins to be the atonement we needed, the substitutionary atonement as we talked earlier. That's what the bread symbolizes. As I think about the bread and as I think about the cup, I also think about food and water, nourishment for our lives. You see, the human body cannot survive without food and drink. Similarly, we do not survive without Jesus. We don't truly live eternal lives with God as we're meant to. So reflect upon this tonight as you hold the bread. I hope you do this with your families at home. Reflect upon this. If you've never given your life to the Lord, it's simple. Just say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. I need you. I confess, Jesus, be my Lord, be my Savior. I want to follow you. I will follow you. Do that tonight. Or maybe tonight you need to recommit your life to Christ. You realize you're not living the way you should. Then I plead with you. Don't wait another second. Do it now. Do it now. Let me pray. Lord, we pray for this bread. We thank you for what it symbolizes, Jesus. We thank you for Jesus going to the cross for our sins, for us. Amen. Hopefully you took a moment to take that bread, to think about it. Well, next we have the cup. The cup symbolizes Jesus' blood spilt that day, pierced, spilt. Nothing was left because he gave it all. And in his blood is a new covenant, one based upon faith and love, not our works, for he had done it all. All we simply need to do is repent, turn away from sin, and follow him. Confess Jesus as Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for Jesus. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the new covenant based upon faith and works. Lord, I pray the words of Psalm 139. Search your heart, reveal any sinful way in you. Lord, I ask, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of anything which isn't seeking you with all I have. Motivate me, encourage me, challenge me, help me to follow you and to be a testimony of your love to all I encounter. Amen. You may also take the cup together. If you haven't taken the bread yet, do that as well. Take the bread, take the cup. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for your love. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for helping us in the understanding of your word tonight and every day. We proclaim the good news of Jesus with this and with our life. We remember him. We celebrate him. And we leave here with love, with hope, with peace, with patience, with self-control, with a heart for you. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please join in for the Easter Sunday message this Sunday at 9.30 a.m., live streaming and in person as we look to being conquerors, more than conquerors, because of the resurrection. Thank you.